Blog Talk Radio. BlogTalkRadio.com. Word of Life is based on John 10.10, where Jesus said, I am come that they might have life, and that they might have it more abundantly. We're your co-hosts here. I am Renetta, coming to you from Gladwin, and my co-host Ella is here, coming to you from Kalamazoo, Michigan. We would like for you to contact us by emailing your comments, prayer requests, or questions to wordalive612 at gmail.com. And that's a capital W. You can also contact us by following us on Twitter at Word Alive Now. You can listen to us 24-7 here at blogtalkradio.com forward slash Word Alive. All of our archives are available on demand or by downloading our podcast Word Alive at uh, iTunes and on your Android phone by downloading the uh, Blog Talk Radio app and listening to Word Alive on your phone. We're so glad that each and every one of you were able to join us tonight. We invite you to call a friend and have them to tune in and listen to the message as well, listen to the broadcast as well. Um, Word Alive is on each Saturday night at 11 p.m. You can call in and participate live by dialing 646 Three seven eight zero five three eight, and if you are online listening, uh, scroll down to the bottom and join us in the chat room. God bless and enjoy. Well, hello everyone. This is Renetta, one of the co-hosts here at Word Alive. Now I'm uh, truly excited to be on tonight to listen to a continuation of a message that we've been dealing with, uh, progressing in God through consecration. And uh, today is October the 24th, 2015. So we're almost at the end of October. We're almost at the end of another year. Before you know it, we'll be celebrating the beginning of year 2016. Well, my co-host is on with us tonight. Ella, how are you tonight? I am blessed, sister. How are you? Oh, I'm blessed as well. I'm doing really good. I thank God for that. Well, Ella, we're not going to spin our wheels tonight. We want to jump right in to what you have for us tonight. Well, we're going to... What the Lord has for us tonight. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's it's been an interesting uh, preparation time tonight. All right. It must be going to be an amazing, wonderful experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. I Every believe time it. I have, well, <laughs> it seems like it causes me to exceedingly <laughs> just rely on God. <laughs> Amen. That's right. 
Amen. And he does wonderful. He does what he does so well. Yes, he does. Yeah, we're going to continue on, and we're going to look at uh, consecration because it it's an old old almost forgotten part of Christianity was the basis of preparation for the disciples when Jesus left them. And uh, we're just going to take a peek at this and, and let God do what he does so well. Okay? If that gives you a definition. <laughs> Good. All right. Yeah, the Lord has done amazing and wonderful things in my life as Sister Renette and I have been testifying about what God's been doing at this point in time in our lives. We are being prepared for an amazing move of God. Uh, are, are, Are we on? Am I on? Yes, you're on, Ella. I I hear you fine. Yes. Okay. Things in the natural are being moved and shaken, pressed down, shaken together, and a whole lot of stuff is being dumped out for the whole world to see the mess. And God is is righting wrongs. He's... uh, given power to to the weak and the feeble. He's given legs to them. And uh, as we've been talking about consecration, it's, you know, there's rewards. There is a level of intimacy with God that we come to, to really be because the journey to consecration is a journey of becoming aware of our strength and our weaknesses and an intensifying of our passions for God. All of it through the beginning of the journey is that God loved us and so we can love God. And because his loving kindness drew us to him. And this is a very clear and exuberating the experience that we have that it just mystifies us when we see the things that God does in our lives. We just did all because we love him and we come to trust him. And it gets to be a God thing. It's where he shows his manifestation of himself inside of us. Uh, We were talking earlier tonight, and and we were being excited, and and revelations was coming of the different instances in our lives that where the Spirit of God himself was opening our eyes to how he has been able to move and 
to live and move and have his being inside of us and therefore enlightening the relationship of the authority that God has delegated for us to walk in and to him to come in and occupy. Uh, consecration is it is one of the highest levels of intimacy that we begin that journey and it brings the the plan and the purpose of God into humanity through our consecration. Ministries are born. Uh, moves of God, waves of the move of God comes out of people's consecration. It is a point in our lives that we we're so passionately hungry for God. God intensifies his, his desires within us to be close to him, a, a manifest ourselves to be a part of him. I am really excited about this, and let me slow down and, and uh, do this with the, so. All right. I need to realign. You know, things we talked about earlier today? Yes. Uh, yeah, I need to refocus here. I had a very <laughs> disturbing phone call and, and got me off track here. Oh, so no. I'm absolutely relying on the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you in advance. Amen. Thank you for making all things well. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, so I, I just, that just helps me to believe that this is definitely a message for us tonight. Amen. Amen. Not even locate my uh, book of scriptures until I picked up the phone to dial in. Okay. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, I want us to look at some truths about. In Second Peter. Chapter 1, and we're we're going to look at the root of consecration, and it is because of God, because he loved us, we in turn, as we follow on to know the Lord, we become lovers of him. And what we're doing is, in this consecration, is getting rid of the baggages. Amen. It, it causes us to love him so much that we will be honest and enlightened. Now, there are two distinct things, but the, uh, we, we crave him. We become almost like an addict. Yes. Loving and we <laughs> we enjoy his presence. We we cleave yes. to every little revelation. 
I want to understand that a little yeah. bit more. I understand that, God. I want to know what it is to be like you. How do I be like you? Yes, Lord. Step by step by step, we rend our hearts unto the Lord. And yes. as we rend our hearts unto the Lord, things that are preventing us in our immaturity uh, for the challenges that's just before us or things that we have become aware of that we want to move to our next level in our intimacy with God, they become clear. And, yes. okay, the thing like, I got I, my temper is too short. I need to, I need to be... I need the spirit of meekness. There's fruits of the spirit that we, step by step, allow God to bring them to surface in an arena where we can be broken because it prevents us from having that place open that God can occupy. In my own personal relationship with God, the passion for him, I wanted him to own me. I wanted God to own me. I was was saved with a deep, deep desire to be owned by God. And in being owned by God, that meant I needed to have the truth. I needed to have uh, the revelation of who I am. And this has been an amazing journey. I began to see things in my adulthood that ended, caused me to walk in fear from things from my childhood. Different characteristics that was not godly. It caused me to have a different behavior that was not walking in faith. And uh, right. And we all have them. It's all a part of our journey because we're being transformed. We're giving up. It gives me up my right to be right. Excuse me. Our rightness is not God's rightness. Amen. So that's where we're going to kind of come from tonight. I want to look at and uh, uh, a lot of this is coming straight out of my own walk with God. The the tumbles and the and the great knees and all of the all of the above as being a part of the body of Christ. Looking at my fears, looking at my anxieties, looking at my self righteousness, looking at my stubbornness to not allow the Holy Spirit to only, and it was out of 
knowledge of what the Word of God is and what it does inside of us. And then that causes us to be able to come, just take off all of our excuses, every layer, and be bare Mm -hmm. bones, bare our very soul before the Lord. Yes. And the Ghost does this to us. We do not, we cannot take ourselves into that. It sounds good. It looks good. It's, when I heard, the first time I heard somebody preach about how God just, just opened up their whole way of thinking, their emotional realm, their, their uh, identity of who they believe themselves to be, all those things. I've listened to the awesome preachers and, and teachers and mothers most of ours was mothers because the mothers was the one that did the teaching after the praying. And that helped us be open to the exhortation of our relationship with God. And in doing that, I identified a lot of fear as being born in in allowing ourselves to be consecrated. That means, Lord, show me this, one, two, three, this, then I, help me let it go. And, mm-hmm. and how do I let it go? Just teach me how to let it go. It, yes. It's, it's that process. And uh, then walking in it. Yeah. Because... If you had a friend that that your mama said you can't play with, but you've been sneaking over the fence playing with this friend, it's hard to just say, friend, I can't play with you no more. You're not influencing me. <laughs> so uh, it, it's hard to let that friend go because uh, we've had some, some – we've shared – Fears and anxieties and desires and passions and one to, you know, just the little things those girls do, you know. I want me a, a cat back when I get old, uh, when I get grown, and I'm gonna have this, and I ain't gonna have but one child and all this stuff, you know. It's that uh-huh. same kind of thing that we we go there as immature Christians. We got it all, man. We got we saved and we got a whole brand new life with God and it's gonna be this and I'm gonna have that because whatsoever I ask for when I pray, He's gonna give me. But uh we gonna have to learn who He is that lives on the inside. Amen. We gotta him. And in doing so, his word becomes our meat and our drink. It becomes Amen. our desires. It, it he we come to give ourselves to him as he gave himself for us. Uh-huh. We the more we get to know him, the more we hunger and thirst for the righteousness that's in him. Tonight is, is is just a real clarity thing in terms of my own journey, and 
It's been a very interesting journey, as we all have. And fear and the lack of knowing God. We know about his word. We know, you know, we have been, we've been introduced to the history, the great men and women of God and what the great exploits that they did. And, and we long for those things. Some things, you know, kind of, you get stirred up about them. I can remember Anna praying in the temple. Now, that was a signal for me because that began to be a passion that I wanted to be a prayer. <laughs> I wanted to pray. If Anna could devote her whole life to just being in the temple praying, I wanted mm-hmm. to be like that. That's something God gave to somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, you did it over there, you could do it in me. Little did I know that that was the pathway becoming more consecrated to God that yes. uh, he could he could own me he could uh, and it was because of the journey that God has set before me yes. and we all have our own unique journeys amen. we cannot live our lives like somebody else amen we have our own journey and uh that's ultimately what I want us to see tonight out of this whole thing of being consecrated. See yourself. Be true to yourself. Meet yourself going and coming. Don't be afraid of nothing about yourself. You want to see yourself clearly. I want to know that what I'm interpreting to be my truth, I want to make sure that that is so. And it is, and the excuses that I can give for why I'm not, I want to see those too because there are things in my way. And I need to know them so that I can get along with, the, with my Savior. And he causes those things, because once he pricks your heart with something, he puts his finger of love on a place inside of our awareness that I wasn't very kind, I wasn't very nice in this situation. But I got a right, because they did so and so and so and so, Lord. And he don't argue with you. But oh, his love. His love pricks our hearts. When we love him, his love just draws us to the light of who he is. For he is, I am the way, I'm the truth, and the light. And he allows us to, because we can't do it, he can't do anything until we're ready. And we have these moments of enlightenment that we're ready to have, we give up our right to be right. Now, that was a hard thing for me because I had three older brothers and I had to fight for every inch of 
awareness that I matter. Uh-uh. And they, them brothers loved me, but boy, did they take me through. Because uh-huh. I wanted to be with them. But I had to submit that I couldn't, whatever they did that I saw, I had to be faithful. I couldn't, I couldn't blackmail them. I couldn't <laughs> snitch on them. I learned dedication, honey, as a child. Uh-huh. <laughs> <brothers> commit <laughs> and submit uh-huh. until I then I learned earlier that the truth was power. Uh-huh. Later on in life, I learned that the truth was power. When I would not be afraid that they wouldn't let me play with them, they wouldn't let me do things with them, uh-huh. I'd be able to say, y'all messing up and I'm going to tell. That's too uh-huh. much, y'all. Y'all going too far. And I was able to accept the truth and the consequences that went with it. I was ready for truth. I wasn't scared anymore. If y'all uh-huh. just wouldn't let me play, that's okay. I won't play with y'all because there was no girls in sight. Six blocks, uh-huh. there was no girls. I was the only girl. <laughs> wow. But these are the things. That is just an illustration of in our growth process, I did all the right things. I obeyed my brothers. I I honored them. Whatever they told me to do that mama had told them, I had to make sure that was mama had told them. Because they had me when I was younger. But I was committed to doing the right thing. I didn't want them to get in trouble, and neither did I want to be in trouble. And I wanted to have the fellowship. I wanted Mama to be proud and when, when they came home. I wanted my brothers to be okay because we had done the things that we were supposed to do and had not done things that we couldn't fix before they got home. So in our intimacy with God, we learn that he comes and sets right in the middle of our secrets. <laughs> He's just right in the middle, right there, loving us. Well, our consecration teaches us how to embrace that love. Don't try to cover it up. Don't try to hide it. Don't try to pretend it's somebody else's fault. Own, own, own who we are. That is the most powerful thing in any relationship. That we are truthful and so committed even at whatever the cost, whatever it costs me, Lord, I've got to have this truth because it's been my besetting sin. I can go to church and have such a good time, and I come home, and 
this besetting sin starts to raise havoc, might may be about money. And I have to get to the point, tell them, shut up. Mm-hmm. Take authority over yourself. Shut up. Amen. <laughs> yes, we do have to do that. You know he did this wrong. He did this and he did that. Shut up. In that being not only obedient, but obedient and submissive. So you can shut up and still be mm-hmm. mad. Still be holding on to that anger and that self-righteousness. And you can be right. Mm-hmm. Righteousness if God said, let it go. Mm-hmm. Because it's blocking us from our intimacy with God. Amen. So tonight, I had got a call that one of my Adopted children had just had emergency surgery and and a back is messed up. Mm-hmm. And I should have asked everybody to take a minute and pray for me, and that we pray for her because that's Fatu's oldest daughter. Mm-hmm. Her mom, and that was my sister that God gave me, and. Uh, her first thing was call Granny and see if Granny will come and, and help me out. And then, you know, my thoughts got scattered. My, my notes and my notebook got scattered. And... <laughs> I understand. I understand. But the the first step in our consecration is we give up our right to be right. That is our self righteousness. Jesus forgave. That's a big one to let go of. Okay. That's a big one to let go of. Self righteousness. Yes, it is. Mm. And uh, we look at that self righteousness and let it go. God, I want you. I don't care. I don't care. You are more important. Because in you I have all things that pertain to life. Oh, hallelujah. Renetta, can you close us out? Yes, yes, yes. That is absolutely true. I'm going to read that scripture in 2 Peter 1 and 3. As his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life, and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. So, Father God, we ask you to help us to let go of self-righteousness. Help us to let go of the right to be right. Help us to be able to hear you quickly, Lord, when you Speak to us through the Holy Ghost and give us instruction and give us direction instead of standing there arguing with you. But, God, I can't do that because they was wrong and they never should have said that to me. They was wrong and they never should have took that from me. Help us to be willing. Help us to know that 
You want only good for us, Father. You will withhold no good thing from those who walk upright before you. So if you tell us it's okay to let them have it, or if you say leave them alone, let them get away with it, so to speak, in our eyes we'd be thinking, no, they're getting away with wrong. But if you say let it go, Father God, enable us to just trust you and let it go and take another step toward you instead of having to have our own way and taking steps away from you. Because every time we can say, yes, Lord, we come that much more closer to you. We come that much more into you and out of ourselves. And that's what this journey with, that's part of what this journey with you is about. Getting out of our natural selves and coming into who you are and who we are in the spirit. Yeah. So help us, oh God, in our walk with you to live a life that is consecrated to you more and more each day. And we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for Sister Ella. We cover her in the name of Jesus and her daughter, her uh, adopted daughter in the name of Jesus with the blood of Jesus. Almighty God. Cover her daughter with your healing power, with your power to do your will for her body, that all things work together for her good. And we believe that there's nothing that can happen to the back that you can't correct, even if you have to honor her with a regenerative miracle. Whatever it's going to take, that her body is made whole, that the pain cease, that every symptom is is done away with, oh God, that the doctors have to step back and marvel at, how did this, how is this? This can't be because you stepped in by your power and you completed the work in the name of Jesus. They may have operated on her, God, but you're going to finish. You're going to do the part that they can't do. And go bring, go bring complete healing, complete wholeness, 100% recovery to her body. And help her to be yeah. still and know that you are God, oh God. Help her to trust in you right now. Not trust in the pain. Not even really put so much trust in the doctor, but trust that you have a plan to bring her out of this okay. And help her to begin to praise you and glorify you while she's in the midst of it. And help Ella to stand in faith with her, oh God. And stand in faith for her, oh God. And keep praising you for her. Praising you for the outcome. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We know sometimes when we first receive uh, information, it can be so overwhelmingly bad. We got to get our focus back and focus back on you and stop focusing on the the information we just received. We got to get our focus real quick back to the goodness of the Lord and bless you and remind ourselves, what is your plan for us? What do your words say for us? And we're going to choose to stand on what your words say and not what her body says, not what the accident says, but what your words say, because your word is true in the face of anything. Thank you, Lord. Great is he that's in us and he that's in this world. We can have it all over the place, but we have the greater one living inside of, of us. And we, we rely on that greater one to get us through everything that comes down our path. Because if it came down our path, God knew it was there and God's with us in the midst of what we're going through. And we trust you, God, for a good Amen. report in the end. In Hallelujah. Jesus' name. God bless yeah. you all. Come back next week at 11 o'clock and bring a friend with you.
we will probably continue talking about consecration. All right. God night all. God night all. God night, sister. God night.